Welcome to Divine Combos, where we have conversations that lift your vibration and aid you in your healing journey so that you can live the healthy, happy lives that you truly deserve. We have a special focus on spirituality and beautiful, melanated beings. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome to Divine Convos. Today you are in for a special treat because I am having a divine convo with a divine being. Her name is Ra. You can find her on Instagram at Resonate with Ra. She is doing the spiritual work that needs to be done. She's spreading light. She is teaching. She is spreading positivity. She is helping to heal. She is has her doors open for anybody that needs and wants healing. So today we are talking to her to hear about her story, how she has evolved um, from past traumas in her life and is working to overcome them and has overcome. Just a, It's just a whole great conversation, y'all. Um, if you listened to the past couple episodes, welcome back. So happy to have you. If you're new, I would love for you to stay. We have spiritually inclined conversations. We talk about the real stuff, the real nitty gritty of life, not the glamour on Instagram. And, you know, that's cute too. But, you know, we're trying to heal here. We're trying to talk about things and we want to grow. So, um Without further ado, I'm going to um, usher in Ra. I do want to say that the recording of this episode, there are times where I had some jacked up headphones and this is a little choppy, but you know, y'all, we are growing. That's what we're here for. But most of it is clear and I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for being here. My first question to you is, what was the start of your spiritual journey? Great question. Um, (laughs) I was, I remember it vividly now. Initially, Mm -hmm. when people used to ask me, like, hey, how did it all begin for you? I used to be like, I don't know. Like, because so much was happening all at one time that I genuinely couldn't pinpoint one particular thing. But really, um, I was married. I got married when I was 19 years old. Um, and to somebody who I started a relationship with when I was 15 years old. Um, and after I had begun to get older, I started realizing the truth about the relationship that I was in and the abuse in it and just who this person was. And the universe, you know, began to try to separate me from this person and this circumstance. And the way that this separation began to happen was through initially rage and that's because of my own childhood trauma and that being like the only um you know emotion communicated in any household and environment I had ever been in and so um I had found myself like spinning out into these very volatile and toxic behaviors I was partying I was drinking I was just doing all of the things that we do to avoid ourselves um And one day, like my body and my mind and my spirit, it just couldn't take it no more. Like I literally did all that I can do in rage. And the universe was like, it's time for you to just pack up and go. And I don't know, you know, what you gonna do when you get there, but I need you to go now. And I packed my things and I got on a Greyhound buses, okay. And Mm. um, (laughs) I went from the Midwest in uh, Kansas, back to California and as soon as I hopped off that bus I I, the darkness that was on me immediately felt 
like it was lifting. And so um, I spent two, maybe three years in isolation, intentional isolation, just with me by myself, my pain, my sorrows, um, and, and learning me and figuring me out. And it was through that process that I would say, like I had entered air quotes, um, introspection or spirituality. Okay, so it sounds like, okay, you got this, like, intuitive feeling, like, go, which I feel Mm -hmm. like now we know is spirit talking to us. But, like, before that, um, had you been spiritually inclined before? Had you had events where you had connected with spirit or spirituality? Or was that, like, the first time? Oh, no, yeah, all my life. So my family is Southern. And so Mm -hmm. I grew up, you know, religious and church and um, all of those kinds of things. So I had a, had a connection with God. I didn't have a connection with the God in me. So that is the connection mm. that I had begun to have when I had got a lot older. So there was always this sense of spirit and always this sense of ancestors and energy around me that was always known. Um, but I had no attachment to the God within myself, the spirit within myself. And so that is um, the journey that I journeyed on. So yeah definitely was born into it (laughs) yeah so I'm like I'm curious right because I like I feel like so many people even now like deal with the same thing that you're talking about like trauma unresolved trauma Mm -hmm. and it ends up like coming out in different ways but Mm -hmm. like it's like it seems like like sometimes they have a hard time getting out of that like what do you think is like the difference between somebody who makes a way to get out of it and somebody who just seems to just can't get out of that cycle? Oh, that's a very good question. I would have to say, like, obviously, it would vary person to person. For me and in my circumstance, um, I was beyond exhaustion. I was beyond what exhaustion Mm. was, living my life the way that I was living. Mm. And I knew that I had some serious decisions to make. and And I'm a mother... Um, I'm a sister. Um, I'm somebody to myself. And I I wanted a better life for myself. So the innate desire was in me. Like I knew that I wanted better. I knew what I needed to do to achieve better. And so I just had to accept the lonely road that I would initially take. I think that it's that loneliness that we all know we'll experience probably initially when we're accepting ourselves and our woes and the things that we have to do to get closer to ourselves and the most high that most people are afraid of. We're afraid of the comfort that's going to come. We don't know it. We don't know the healing and the peace and the safety that's beyond all the turmoil that our body and our, um, our system, you know, is addicted to. Uh, Yeah. Like I honestly, like I, I so feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I feel like, you know, for me too, like my spiritual awakening, I guess. And I agree with what you said earlier. There's no like one point where you're like, oh, I'm awakened, but it's like Mm -hmm. a series of events. But like, you get to the point where it's like, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. I don't know what's on the other side, but I'm not living like this. Yes. So, um, I'm curious, um, though, like, as you like went through that process, what were some of like the tools that you use to keep you from like going back into that place like that you were, and I know it's like an ongoing process, but what are some yeah. of like the, the, the tools that you use to keep so you def- going? So definitely meditation was a tool. Meditation. 
nature was a tool like getting outside (laughs) breathing in fresh air like literally grounding Mm. putting my feet in the ground that was a tool radical truth was a true like tool like there was no lying to me no more like I could not lie to myself anymore about my circumstances and the places that I had you know been and how I participated in, in in a lot of that um, so radical truth um, was a tool. Eventually, crystals became modalities. Sage became modalities, um, and 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 you know, prayer or manifestation and talking to the Most High. These were all things that I did. Not all always every day or every week, but at some point, it was showing up in my in my life daily and weekly in some variation. Perfect. That would like you recommend like other people to do too that are going through similar similar situations because like I'm sure people come to you like once you yeah. I guess ascend it's like people are like okay how can I how can I fix this in my life and I kind of struggle with that sometimes because I feel like we all have different circumstances mm-hmm. but like what do you recommend to other people? So I don't recommend that people overload themselves with tools or modalities. I often tell people to start with. It's radical self-truth like sit with yourself and mm-hmm. really stop pretending like you don't know what the factors are in your life that are harming you and mm. hone in on just one mm. hone in on just one and it doesn't have to be a massive one because if it is a massive one we're we're not going to feel like we're achieving something right mm-hmm. but if we can hone in on a small one and work that small one until it's become something better vibrating at a higher frequency then we can begin to compile onto that but mm. until we we are all of a sudden tackling these bigger things so i wouldn't say go from like feeling entirely lost to trying to like break generational curses but go from feeling entirely lost to slowing down being in environments where that lost experience is continuing to happen so if you know you spaced out at a party and the next day you don't feel good about yourself and that's when you start having that conversation about wanting to change stop partying I agree (laughs) I agree (laughs) yeah and I actually like I read a study and they were like that people would rather like shock themselves than sit by themselves like they did a study that was like okay you can either sit by yourself here for like 30 minutes or you can get electroshock and like majority of people chose an electroshock so it's like people just cannot sit with themselves and their thoughts Mm-mm. that's the crazy thing and I think a lot of it is due to like guilt or shame mm-hmm. um, do you have any like for somebody I guess dealing with shame right yeah, yeah. Um, or guilt yeah. I don't, where would you say like a good place to start with that as far as like healing those low vibrational energies to normalize your experiences there's mm. nothing that one person is going through that in some variation another person hasn't gone through or isn't going through at the same time as them so also Mm -hmm. find your community when you can talk find people who you can relate to it -hmm. helps you normalize the things that you're experiencing and you feel less guilty and Mm. that's why they have groups for aa and groups for you know um drug abuse and groups for all kinds of things like that find your group for your spiritual journey Find your group for the abuse that you've been exposed to. Find that community and it'll help you to recognize like you're not the only person walking down this path or who has walked down this path. So there's not really much to be guilty for or ashamed of, though those are valid things to feel. Mm -hmm. Um, 
they're normal and your circumstance is normal. The worst of the worst circumstances are common. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. Because I think people forget like we're all human. Yeah, we do. And like social media, it will have you thinking that like everybody's separate nobody's experiencing what you're experiencing everybody has it so good and I think that's like the terrible part about social media but when you get into like reality you realize like no we're really all the same like absolutely dealing with our stuff yeah what was and this this like so what was like one of the hardest things to like let go on your spiritual path what was one of the hardest habits to break one of the hardest habits to break was feeling like I couldn't go any further in my journey until I pulled my family forward with me. Because then I began to use that as a crutch. Like, well, I can Mm. only be so far in my journey because if I get any further, they're not going to be able to relate to my teachings. So I got to stay the version of myself that they understand until they Mm -hmm. catch up and we move forward together. So um, it was a lie that I was telling myself so that I can remain comfortable around them because a part of me wanted to not lose them. So mm. that was the hardest, one of the hardest things I had to do. I had to say, all right, Ra, like you have to take off and the people who are going to come with you, they're gonna, they'll make it there in their own time. Are you kind of like the glue for your family? Oh, or- so... <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm the glue because only few people are sticking to what I'm putting down right now. (laughs) So in this stage, uh, I would say that um, I'm kind of like the black sheep. Like my family is not ready to accept um, the life that I'm living and how it could be beneficial in their lives. So I still get the flared out nostrils and the she thinks she better than us kind of vibes right now. But I can also, at the same time, just as much as I see that, I can see their curiosity. I can see them seeing my light and being like, I do want a little bit of what she got going on. They just have yes. to, you know, figure it out in their own time when they want it. So uh-huh. I, don't even, I don't even feel bad anymore about the isolation or being the black sheep. Like, you know, um, I know that this is what I have to do. So, yeah. Raw, let's talk about it for a second, though, because... <laughs> I know every person, right? Anybody that follows me or has listened to this that is like a spiritual person or has in the past of spirituality, it's like they know that isolation. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as you start going at a different path, you get called crazy. Yeah. You get called that you get told that you're being in a cult. It's like everything is meant to pull you away from that. And like that's just like I dealt with that personally you know with like people like close to me and like sometimes you can be strong but sometimes it's like you react in anger like like you want to like you know cut somebody out or fight somebody it's like why y'all judging me (laughs) (laughs) why what y'all judging me for yeah so I don't know I think I don't know for me right now it's like a balance you know what I mean I'm still finding my footing in that it's a balance but I know for some people, they too far gone to even try to even fake and appease anybody. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any advice for that? For like, especially for people just starting? Yeah. So it, it, I keep it personal. Like they are not my work. Like once I yeah. accept that 
people are not my work and I'm not theirs. And what I'm doing is not for their acceptance nor understanding that it's solely for me. Like you, you detach from that distraction because that's all it is. It's a distraction. Yeah. It's somebody's demons trying to shake you up because it's intimidated by what you're doing, how you're growing, how you're evolving. And so once yeah. I started to recognize that, like, oh, okay, your demons are disturbed when I'm around. So I don't even take this personally. I learned how to start creating distance. Um, yeah. And eventually I got really comfortable with having to accept that space would be a thing because space became safety like mm. I don't want to fight with you I don't want to argue with you I don't want to be attacked by you either so mm -hmm. if you not understanding me and seeing me clearly is offensive and it's always going to be some bobbing and weaving energy I'm gonna just stay over here in my lane so yeah. choose you that's what I would say I would say choose the peace that you're harnessing as opposed to battling with these people and their demons because they're not ready to see yeah and I do like honestly I find too that a lot of it is fear mm -hmm. like let's say you you did know and that's I think that's that uh compassion or that try to like that understanding because if you did know somebody that was kind of going into a cult you would be scared that's your natural reaction to the unknown it's like oh my god I hope this person is okay yeah yeah I feel like in some way, like we've all been the judgmental person when we mm -hmm. see people breaking away or stepping into something new. We've right. always been, we've all been the person in some way that's like, oh girl, what is that? Like, uh-uh, that's the mess. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> our human all done nature. It. Exactly. So that's, you know, another reason why I'm just like, I understand your intimidation or your curiosity or your curiosity appearing as fear mm -hmm. and anger and intimidation. I get it. Um, but I know that what I'm doing for me is what I should be doing for me. So I'm not going to mm -hmm. keep arguing you, with you about it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I also like, I saw on your page that you do poetry. Oh yeah. I love poetry. Mm -hmm. um, how long have you been doing? Have you, how long have you been writing? Ooh, I've been writing poems since I was, I've been writing period since I was about 14. Mm. When I was 14 years old, I had um, got into some trouble. I was outside tussling. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, oh, girl, I'm not going to deal with this. Like, I'm going to let the police come get you. Ooh. So I got arrested and went to juvenile hall for um, like 32 days. Okay. And all I could do was read. I wasn't allowed to have like any time out in the community with the other girls because I was aggressive I was fighting and I was threatening people and so all I could do was read and one of the first books um, that I read during that time was um, Maya Angelou's Why the Caged Bird Sings mm. and I was in love mm. <laughs> and I just wrote myself through that entire time journals wow. and random like little you know they was very much so one fish two fish poems back then but mm -hmm. um that that was my infancy that was the catalyst me and Maya mm. <laughs> me, me and Maya that's, <laughs> that's a bar yeah so like okay page and you seem like the most peaceful person ah, thank you, you seem unproblematic <laughs> and I'm talking to you and you said that I was dealing with rage and I was threatening people and you know and, it, and just like so many people who have evolved to higher versions of themselves it's like this duality or for sure so okay so my question is 
have you like what was causing like that rage for you because obviously that's not who you are but it was more Mm -hmm. the act what was like causing that for you like to act out in that way it was the environment that I was brought up in I'm the product of two um addicts who were impacted by you know that 80s 90s crack wave Uh and so I grew up in a household where my father was fighting my mother. My mother was fighting my father. When my mom would communicate with us, it was with her hands and violent words. Same thing with my dad. So that was the only level of communication. And then what I thought love also was. Mm. I also thought that's how people loved each other, by aggression. You know what I mean? And so that's how I navigated the world until I was probably whew, probably about 22. Everything mm-hmm. was, I was quick to pop off. Like you said, what? Oh, okay, because <laughs> wrong one. And yeah. also on the other end of that, I was I was afraid, you know, mm. and I knew for a fact that I needed to defend myself before somebody else, you know, I could be preyed upon. So I was quick to get angry because I knew the bigger that I projected my voice and the quicker I was to threaten somebody with violence or actually attack them, the sooner I would feel safe again. So it was so- a defense mechanism for sure absolutely absolutely uh, i'm i'm mm -hmm. just coming out of being in a persistent constant state of fight flight freezer Mm. or resist you know what i mean like i'm just calming my nervous system i feel you and and is that the i think what is that the sacral chakra Mm -hmm. yeah flight or fight mode that a lot of people have imbalanced yeah I'm just balancing out all my chakras to be real. I'm just, you know, in this space of, you know, I did all of the work of letting go and healing, et cetera, et cetera. And now the level of work I'm in is, is being safe and, Mm. and in a state of peace and knowing how to live in that without um, thinking and looking around every corner and thinking something crazy is about to happen or I'm gonna have to defend myself, you know? So, yeah, that's so beautiful. I mean, like the, like the work that you've done too, because it's easy to say, like, I'm like, it's easy to say I'm a product of my environment and just leave it there. It is no accountability because I'm a product of my environment. This is what I saw, but I always commend the people too, that I meet every day that decided to make a different, um, choice. Where did you grow up? Just curious. In Cali, so various parts of Cali, so anywhere from LA, Long Beach area, mm-hmm. down to Palm Springs, um, Desert Hot Springs area, Merino Valley, Riverside, all over Cali. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotcha. Okay. And, oh, yeah. And you're still in Cali because we had, the, we had <laughs> yeah. a little time difference thing. I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm in um, San Diego now, so I'm living better. <laughs> okay. 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 So um, I want to like throw up a couple words. And I just want to know your um, thoughts on it. Okay. So whatever comes to mind, whatever comes uh, to you. First is uh, divine feminine. Mm, The first thing that comes to mind when I hear divine divine feminine is overused. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody be like, it's the divine. (laughs) It's my divinity. I'm like, you've yet to 
learn enough about yourself to understand what it means to be oh. divine feminine energy. You know, uh. we just think it's a, an aesthetic now. Like, oh, I'm wearing all white. I got crystals on. Um, you know, I got locks. I got this. Yes. It's this appearance. But yes. no one's really doing the work. You call yourself divine feminine. Tyrone's still in your house. He got a <laughs> like. It's a mess. <laughs> I call it. I call it spiritual costumes. I mm-hmm. call it. I'm there like, we go. I do not wear those. I do not wear those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, gratitude. Every day. Mm. Every day. I think of something every single day. We all have something every single day that we can be in gratitude for of. Um, and we should practice that more every day. That's how you achieve abundance by being thankful first. Even when what it is that you have isn't all that you want. It's something mm-hmm. that you want. Beautiful. Um, mindfulness. Oh, practice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> practice. Because it's one thing to talk about like what mindfulness can gift you. And in the moment, living out mindfully. You know, because mm-hmm. mindfulness isn't just in a meditative moment or you know something like that it's in everything you do it's in the way that you talk the food that you feed your body the company that you keep um the work that you do it's in everything so at first it makes your head spin because you you feel like you got to kind of get a grasp on it all at once but Mm -hmm. mindfulness like meditation is a practice Mm. so every day you practice a little bit and you get better and better okay love it Okay, so now I want to move on to um, the Lauren London interview. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to kick it to you because you posed the question. You were like, what do you guys think about it? And I, was, I didn't know if you, um, if you were thinking like, mm, this is blah or this is really good. I didn't know. So I was like, we're going to talk about it here. So mm-hmm. I want to ask, like, what specific part? And if you guys haven't ha- heard it, it's on YouTube. Um, but what specific part um, were you asking about? Or did you want to discuss? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I watched the interview in full. And um, there were a lot of components in the interview where um, I feel Lauren was trying to express to the world how she had to isolate herself for her own sanity and safety. And how people wanted her to just, you know, grieve Nip and get with a new man. Like, okay, like... He's gone. So now we're ready for you to start dating again so you can be happy. Yes. And so my question was, why is it that every woman who is trying to achieve peace cannot Mm. achieve peace until she is tied to some, you know, relationship outside of herself? Why isn't it already considered that she achieved some level of happiness in the (laughs) solitude that she's given herself? Ralph, I talk about this. We'll be here for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm going to touch on it because it's like different parts to that. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like when I first heard her say that, it was like a shock. I don't like, I had to like check myself. I'm like, wow. It made me like, um, it just made me have some awareness. It made me step back because I'm like, she's right like in my mind I'm looking at her you know obviously when you see I guess when you see a woman you see an empowered woman smart woman beautiful woman it's like the way we're conditioned we're conditioned okay who was her partner like who Mm -hmm. is she connected to so in my mind I had the same question like 
I wonder if she'll love again. I don't know. It was just like a natural thing that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. And hearing her answer, like she totally like she blew us away with her answer. Yeah, she, like she made us all think. Yeah, I've already been loving again. I've been loving myself. I've been loving I, my kids. <laughs> I've been loving, what? you know, realizing that the entire time that I was with him, and he is not to blame, but the entire time that I was with him, I wasn't uh, my most authentic self. I was too caught up in this relationship, too caught up in the glitz and glam of Hollywood. Um, and the personas that everybody was used to me wearing that mm-hmm. it took the love of my life losing his life to realize that I had never been living my life like mm. what mm. hold mm. up <laughs> and it's that type of you know it's like I think like when tragedy sometimes like the spirituality it's like sometimes it happens when tragedy happens it's like because all you're left with is God like mm-hmm. you have nothing else you're at the bottom you're broken you're at the bottom it's like all you can do is look up and have God and it's like you don't want it to get to that point but if we look at ourselves like as the souls that we are and that's how I I, could, I felt like she was saying we're souls so we come mm-hmm. here as souls to learn lessons to learn cycles to to really understand she had to learn that very lesson that way Mm-hmm. but I was like okay I understand that and it, it was so hard for me because sometimes I do live in this realm where it's like the most exciting thing is okay yeah we're you know we think about love and we think about like it's love is the highest frequency and we think about how people are when they are in love and we want that and yeah. we just feel like okay once I find that that's it like once mm-hmm. I find like I'm here, like once I find that soulmate, once I find the love of my life, like everything will be rosy. And it's like for somebody to snatch the rug under you and be like, actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> I had all of that and I was still that. <laughs> right. And that's not gonna happen. Actually, you need to find love within yourself. It's like, ooh, that that don't sound as fun. Well, yeah, and that's only because we look for love backwards. First mm. we look for love in other people and then we look for love in ourselves. And if we could achieve or work on finding love inside of ourselves first and then finding love, it might be that easy. It might be that great. But when you let you slip away because you're too focused on the mission of experiencing someone else and you're not even experiencing yourself, then yeah, you're going to feel lost. And this is not just in romantic connections because there are some women out there who haven't learned how to love themselves and yet they want to hurry up and become a mother. Because they want to, you you know, they want to experience feeling love because they've not had it yet. Master loving you first. Girl, these kids going to grow up and they're not going to like you. They're going to have their own business. Uh (laughs) Uh You know what I mean? So we, the reason why that's not a successful, you know, recipe is because we're doing it backwards. We're trying to Mm. experience people outside of ourselves before we experience ourselves. Once you learn how to nurture you, love you, tend to you, date you, experience you, then yeah, finding somebody else will feel um, even more complete. But it shouldn't be the goal to completion. You should be, we should all be completing ourselves. Absolutely. And I have a, like a, just a couple things on that. First, you know, I'm, you know, 30 and people say they know if they're just gassing me or not but no you're gorgeous stop it (laughs) thank you but literally it's like the only question I get is where's your man when are you getting married and it's like it's funny at first but then I'm like are y'all 
is like, is this serious? Like, can y'all not see me and not think anything else but, like, where's your man? You know what I mean? And it starts to, yeah. What's the age group of the people who often ask you that? Because we got to also remember that, like, our aunties, because we the aunties now, but our aunties' whole upbringing and raising was on how to be a wife, how to get you a man, how to be a wife, how to raise some kids. So that's the only language that they've known for a long time. So for them to see us, us next level aunties coming up like, no, that's not the initial goal. Like I want some other things too. That it, That's a little bit um, shocking. It's like a culture shock to them because they yeah. never knew that they can have that first. They never right. knew that they can have a career first. They never knew that they can have themselves first. They immediately... Uh-huh were programmed to give themselves away. And I'm talking about some, you know, back in the day, like some of our aunties was like married off at 18, 17, 18, like up, she's ready to be a wife. She's ready to take care of a man. For sure. Like that's the way, that's the way that, you know, we think that like we're conditioned. And, but the thing is, is like, it's hard to people, like people can't fathom the fact, like just how it's hard to fathom more. And if people can't fathom the fact that somebody can be happy, like without somebody it's true you know what I mean and it starts to I don't know part of me gets a little irritated you know first I'm cool with it I'm like okay whatever I know I'm good so why does it matter but then I'm like okay now it's like getting irritating like yeah why y'all being weird with me yeah (laughs) why you being weird to me you know it's just (laughs) like I, I could like sit there and give like a thousand reasons but like it really doesn't matter it's just like the way you know we think Mm-hmm. back to the interview, you know, it's like, it was, I mean, I think she said, like, even if I don't have anybody else, like, I'm cool. Like, I'm fine with that. Oh, I, I love that so much when she said that. Like, just yeah. a matter of fact, I'm not interested. <laughs> it I know. Matter, it don't matter how much work I do. Like, I know my mission now. My mission is myself. My mission is my children. And my mission is my relationship with the whole, with the most high. Like, that could be her imprint. She could very much so be right. I think right. what Lauren is teaching a bunch of young women through her through that interview is that it is okay to let love in and, and mm. eventually have to grieve and let love go and then choose mm. you after that. That's okay. That is totally okay. And and I love how she's so like, you know, she's she gonna die on the hill of I knew love. I, I experienced real love. Like, oh. I don't have to do that a thousand times over and over. Because when you do know love and you have experienced real love, then you know it ain't this Instagram shit. Right. You know and, it's work. <laughs> yes. But it's like, how many people can, like, how many of us literally can love and say, I have no attachment to you? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, I love you, but you're not mine. I love you. You know what I'm saying? I just love you. I feel like, damn, do you think it's possible that we can all get to that state? And if so, like, how do you think we can get to that state of, like, because we're jealous by nature, don't you think? Like, I do. Possessive and controlling and, like, I, I want do. you. You're mine. <laughs> I do. So, I live in that. So, I'm non monogamous. <laughs> you said what? I'm non monogamous. So, okay. I date multiple people at one time. I have okay. serious relationships, I should say, with more than one woman. And okay. so um, I think what non-monogamy has taught me is that, yeah, humans very much so can achieve this level of 
um, love and liberation, right? That's Mm -hmm. what I like to call it. Mm -hmm. But the way for us to get to that is by normalizing and and accepting everything that we are supposed to feel as human beings. I've dated multiple women and been in serious relationships with multiple women. I have definitely been jealous. That's natural. But my Mm -hmm. jealousy isn't a thing towards my partner or about my partner. It's something Mm -hmm. that I've internalized and all jealousy is is a trigger oh, wait, this makes me feel some type of way. Let me sit with myself. Why? Let me unpack this why and understand it. So then I can talk to my partners again about it from a better and healthier space. So, but instead what we try to do is, is we try to eradicate all of these real things that we need to function as humans. Jealousy only shows you that you give a fuck. Jealousy shows you that you care. Now, not jealousy and rage, not you fighting and getting aggressive and harming people and dishonoring people but that feeling that ooh, I don't really like that she touched mm-hmm. you <laughs> mm-hmm. what does that make me feel nine times out of ten is something about myself I feel threatened I feel you know like our relationship might be threatened and why do mm-hmm. I feel like that about another woman what do I need to work through you know so mm-hmm. yeah I do feel like we can achieve love and liberation I'm, I'm a walking breathing testimony I love every, I love my, my fiance. I love the women that I've experienced while being engaged to her. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't have moments when they tell me, oh, I'm going to talk to somebody else or find interest in somebody else and I don't have to check myself. Like, that's not. Right, right, yeah. right. But you lead with love. A hundred percent. I never yeah. try to um, steal their opportunities to explore in the same ways I've been exploring them. Instead, mm. I go inward, like I am feeling something, I am uncomfortable about something, and this is personal. I accept accountability of, over all of those emotions because they're mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are you at the place, too, where it's like if you didn't have, like, your fiancé or any, like, re- like relationships, like, you'd still be in, like, a very, like, healthy place, like, none of, none of your happiness is not tied to another person? Absolutely not. I'm a, I'm a phenomenal <laughs> woman. <laughs> I, I am a, listen, I am a phenomenal <laughs> Absolutely, woman. yeah. And before I got with, you know, my fiance, and even still, like, in our relationship, when we just are sitting around talking, I always tell her about this life I, I see for myself outside of her and women. Like, I desire a nomadic lifestyle. I want to live mm. by myself, travel, eat good food, experience mm-hmm. different cultures alone. <laughs> like, I don't need nobody to come with me. I want to be on like a little scooter with a weird looking helmet. Like, no, I, I'm <laughs> free. I, I love myself and being with myself and my own company. So, no, I, I, I have manifested and mastered the peace that I'm experiencing now to achieve my next level of Ooh. peace all by my damn self, you know? That is but a word. They've come in and they've added to it. They've shown me that I can be loved as my most authentic self. They've shown me that, you know, um, there are still parts of me that need to be stretched and massaged and grown. Um, But no, I'm a ride or die with me by myself. (laughs) Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. So that like leads me to my next question. Okay, so like, what would you, how do people cultivate that self-love, right? I'm by myself, you know what I'm saying? with everything, how do I get to the place where I, I love myself and really don't need anybody for me to love myself? Mm, okay. Um, 
that took me a that took a multitude of things that took mm. um me loving and losing love um mm. so knowing that even in my most absolute best self someone can still dishonor me um that took me experiencing a level of success and then it being ripped from underneath my feet no matter how hard I worked like it it came through me recognizing that no matter how high I ascend things could change so the best thing I could ever do for myself is have a healthy relationship with me so when all of those changes come up I don't feel you know I, I never hit rock bottom anymore I never hit rock bottom anymore. I experience lows, but I have enough tools and and imagination to quickly get myself beyond that. And that's because I have established a healthy relationship with myself as a singular person. You know, I want to say like, amen. Like, I want to like, let the church go, amen. Hallelujah. All of that. Like, that's just... there's just no it's no more important relationship to me than the relationship that I have with myself first and so you have to get selfish you you really do you have to go hard on your boundaries and your non-negotiables you have to go hard on the spaces that you are willing to be in and the Mm. the access people and spaces can have to you like you really just got to go in about it and again not all at once start with something simple like something that somebody does that I really enjoy is um they have a boundary on their time so Mm. if they want to communicate with someone um they give them a time limit like hey girl yeah I want to talk to you on the phone but I got 30 minutes okay at yeah. 25 minutes, I'm going to warn you that we got five minutes left. And then I'm going to hang up the phone no matter where you're mm. at in this conversation. That's that's how much of me I'm willing to share with you in this moment. So little things like that will create, you know, this new level of understanding that you have for yourself and the importance of tending to you and honoring you. I love that. And I just want to say, like, the, I feel like one of the biggest takeaways, I don't know, something I just felt in my spirit when he said that is, like, the tools. Mm-hmm. It's, like, once you have the tools, you never really hit rock bottom because it, it's, like, it's like a, as a doctor having the tools, right? Like, when you go into the hospital sick, so when you get mentally sick, emotionally sick, you know how to pick yourself back up. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I wish I could impart to everybody. It's, like, once you go through this journey, you learn, you learn. It's so it's like take the take the steps to like let me learn about meditation. Let me learn about God, about oneness, about this force that's with us no matter what. Yeah. You know? So okay. Last question I have <laughs> is um what are your I'm so what are your placements? Um I'm big, super big into astrology. Can I try to guess? Yeah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> So do you know your rising uh, yeah. sun and moon? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, please don't let me be totally wrong. Lord. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. It's kind of hard. Do you have any Pisces? Oh, uh, yes, I do. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Any Leo? No, but I would. Um, I, I mean, I really do got. I really do got big Leo energy. Though. Like, it really is but I'm really close to a lot of Leos and you know okay. Pisces also we are a combination we're the last you know sign so we're a combination of all the signs so so you're a Pisces 
I'm a Pisces sun, a Pisces moon, and a Gemini what? rising. What? <laughs> you know, okay, listen, I know, okay, I don't know, I'm talking to you, I'm like, she's evolved, and that's the mm-hmm. thing about Pisces, and it's like, it is the sum of all the signs, and mm-hmm. I can feel, I'm like, she's wise, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you are a double Pisces. Yeah, so you know I'd be crying, girl. But girl. now these days, oh, <laughs> these days when I'm crying, it's in the best way. But yeah, I'm a Pisces Sun Moon, Gemini Rising. Got too much Capricorn in my chart to count. Okay. And, uh, and um, I'm a. I think my North, that center node is uh, Scorpio. Um. So. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of big emotions. <laughs> yes, but it's also so much like I tell, for what I think about Pisces, it's like do the work. Because once you do that work and not numb the pain, you can teach. You're a master teacher. Yeah, we are yes. master teachers. Yeah, my so, life path number mm-hmm. is an 11. So Mine this too. is what I'm supposed to do. Oh! <laughs> See, that's why we got these podcasts. Yes, yes. <laughs> We know our work, yeah. We know so our work. What's, what's your sign? So I'm a Gemini sun. Mm-hmm. So we got that Gemini comment, and I'm a Scorpio moon and Taurus rising. Ooh. Yeah, you're not to be tried. Yeah, you're not going to go. You're going to go down. You're not going to go down quiet. <laughs> Girl, if, if you can be moved, okay? If you can be moved. Listen. Okay, listen. she's a solid a pyramid. Okay. Listen, that's what I said. That jealousy, listen, Scorpio and Taurus, six sign. Oh my God. But, you know, this belongs to me. We heal it, though. We heal it. So, what work do you do now? Like, okay, like, where can people, I guess, uh, what resources would you say you have for people to learn more from you? You know what? This, I am a conversationalist in a safe space. So, my Uh DMs is, is, filled with women who see what mean and men actually and I, and that's been nice but me um honoring myself me holding myself accountable me just really being true about who I am and what I stand on and so as of right now a lot of what I do I think that I should get into like motivational speaking or something because a lot of what I'm doing is you know helping people to are to rediscover the you know safety that already exists within themselves for themselves i lead people back home to themselves like you don't need to reach out to other people and get these expenses expensive tarot readings or Mm -hmm. try to get them in tune with their guides all of this lives within you and you have Mm -hmm. the ability to heal yourself that is my mantra you are you are already equipped and intelligent with what you need to make you a better you and to live a better life for yourself you just got to remember that we keep externalizing our power and our peace um Mm -hmm. and so my my biggest offering and my favorite offering is that i'm a safe space i'm gonna walk with you through whatever you need to be walked through and that's it you know free of charge because the universe provides yeah absolutely i mean you offered me help without me even knowing you. 
Um, and I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate you coming on. Like, I'm so thankful for your energy. I literally feel like on top of the world right now. I feel so, like, I feel like I just went through a therapy session. Oh, that made me feel because... so good. <laughs> yes, because everything resonates. And it's, and it's crazy, because I'm looking at your name. Resonate with raw. Exactly. But, but everything resonates. And it's just like, okay, this is a path worth going on, because it is real. Yeah. So... For everybody, anybody to find you, your Instagram is resonate with raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything else you would like to say as a parting? Yeah, you could definitely tap in with me on my Instagram, resonate with raw. You can also tap into the podcast, deeper than roots pod. Um, I am genuine when I say that I am a safe space. If you are navigating something and you need some guidance, I got you. And on the days that I don't, I will honestly tell you because I'm a human who is navigating her own things too. And so sometimes I got to be offline and off other people's energy to take care of myself. Um, But I am here. You know what I mean? So just tap, tap, tap in. Thank you so much. And I hope that God continues to bless you for you to do this amazing work, that you get abundant blessings in your life and forever be joyful, happy, and thank you so much for talking with me. I receive all that. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to play this back because you know I am. <laughs> yes, and we, we're going to continue to keep the conversation going for sure. Absolutely. Have an amazing night. You too. And thank you guys for listening to Divine Convos. Until next time. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Peace.